All right. Welcome to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. A place to get into the word of God so the word of God can get into you. Where repentance starts. And who am I? I'm just the voice of one calling out in the wilderness of America, saying repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, the underground. In Matthew chapter three and verse one and two, it says in those days, John the Baptist came to the wilderness and began preaching, saying repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In Matthew chapter four and verse 17, he says, from that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In Luke chapter 5 and verse 32, it says, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. In Luke 15 and verse 10, it says, in the same way, I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over oh, one who repents. Huh? Hey, put that on uh put that on mute for me when you come in. Acts chapter 2 and verse 38 it says, And Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. Romans chapter 2 and verse 4. It says, Do you ignore the fact that the purpose of God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance. In Revelations chapter three and verse three, it says, remember then what you receive and heard and keep it and repent. If you will not wake up, I will come like a thief and you will not know what hour I will come against you. In Ezekiel chapter 18 and verse 31 and 32, it says, repent and turn from your sins. Don't let them destroy you. Put all your rebellion behind you and find yourself a new heart and a new spirit. So should you die? She been oh, having applications. McHugh, hey, hey, sis, put that on uh, mute for me. <laughs> it's all good. I love that y'all coming in here crunk, though. I love the fact that y'all coming in here, even uh, that y'all at work or y'all got something going on, y'all still coming in here listening to the underground i appreciate that that's how i love hey in a comment session let me know if y'all hear me real good before i keep going okay they hear me good i had switched locations because i wanted to make sure it won't be breaking in and out you know so I hopefully this goes very good today but let me read ezekiel again ezekiel chapter 18 and verse 31 and 32 it says, repent and return uh, turn from your sins. It says, don't let them destroy you. Put all your rebellion behind you and find yourself a new heart and a new spirit. For why should you die, O people? I don't want you to die, God says, the sovereign Lord. He says, turn back and live. Turn back and live. I say all this just to say, I'm not preaching anything new today. It's the same message of repentance. I'm just another voice in the wilderness of America. Welcome to the underground.
Welcome, everybody. I hope you guys are having a great week. Hope you guys are having a great week, a great day. Uh, we just go take a ride through the Bible today. You know what I mean? When you come in, go ahead and greet each other in the chat if you don't mind. Go ahead and speak to one another. Go ahead and speak to one another. Give me y'all smile. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I just want to chop it up with y'all today. In Psalms chapter 100 and verse 4, it says, Into his gates with thanksgiving and praise. So I hope everybody come in here with a thankful heart. You gave thanks to God today just for getting you through the day. You gave thanks to God today just getting you, you know, through your job and everybody. Things like that. Shout out to my boy. Uh, what's up, Cardell? Man, I met that dude at the gym today. Well, I met him a couple of uh, uh, weeks ago at the gym. You know what I'm saying? We connected again. God brought us back around. Hey, the gym is a good place to meet people. Me and my brother. Hey, me and my brother used to meet people. My homeboy, we used to meet people in the summer. You know what I'm saying? So I'm letting y'all know the gym. Hey, that's facts for sure. It's a great people to uh, spread their word to. Like, real talk. So, uh. I just want to let y'all know, man, like for real, if evangelists, being an evangelist is one of the things that every believer is supposed to be doing. You know, it, we don't supposed to just leave it to the pastors or, you know, people who I, I guess we say got positions, quote unquote. I don't know what that even means. They got a title. They got a position in a church. We all have a position in a church. So, <laughs> I mean, we all supposed to be doing, you know. The, the roles, like, to be honest with you. And uh, so, yeah, get your evangelist on. Real talk, get your event, whatever you at, man. Anybody can get it. Anybody can get it, wherever you at. So uh, everybody always get your evangelist on. Uh, let people know about what God doing in your life, you know. And you ha you'll have a discernment. You'll have the discernment uh, spirit to know, like, if you can go there with them. You know what I mean? So. Like I say, man, the uh, the harvest is is a hey, it's plenty. The hearts are ready. The hearts are ready. Uh, I give our testimony, man. In in prison, uh, twenty uh this Saturday when we went to the prisons. Twenty men got saved, man. Twenty men got saved. Why? Because the hearts are ready. You know they sitting up in prison. Hey, that's the perfect time to. You know, they waiting on something. <laughs> they don't have nothing else to do but get their hearts ready. So I'm, I'm letting y'all know, man, it's the hearts are prepared. We just got to be ready, you know, to speak. You know, open your mouth and just speak to people. That's all. And don't be scared. Never be scared, man, of, of rejection or anything like that. So um, just want to say that. All the scriptures that we're going to go over, uh, my lovely, beautiful wife is going to uh, post it in a chat for you guys to go over it uh, later on this week. Or you can share it with, with people or you can study it for yourself. She'll continue to post it. And also, uh, if you know anybody, if you know anybody who loves to hear the word of God, please share. Please share this podcast with them. And uh, hopefully it may bless them. You know, hopefully it may bless them. Uh, everything we're going to be talking about today is coming straight from uh, the word of God. 
is coming from the undisputed everlasting always standing jesus christ brandon it takes no loss it always win it's go knock off the death it's go knock off the sin it's the heavyweight champion of the world who is that it's the word of god that's where all is coming from tonight you know what i'm saying in isaiah chapter 55 and verse 8 my thoughts are not your thoughts my ways are not your ways so i want y'all to know these thoughts that you're going to hear uh, speaking through this uh, microphone today is coming from the thoughts of God. The thoughts of God. A good soldier do not entangle himself in affairs of this world. Why? So he can be prepared to go to war. Be prepared to go to war with these demonic spirits in high places. Right now, it is time to go to war. That's what's gonna happen right now. It's gonna be a lot of warfare going on. Why? Because the word of God is gonna go forth. It's coming for strongholds in your mind. There's bondages right now in your mind that's kind of keeping you away from fully submitting your life to God. So this word is gonna take shots at that. This word is called to do that. It's called to change people's lives. I wanna talk to some people today. And this may not be for everybody, but there are some people God wanted me to talk to because he's telling me that your prayer just needs to be God. Don't let me die like this. God, please don't let me die like this. You may not, you, you don't have to pray for a job right now. You don't need to pray for a house right now. You don't need to pray for a car right now. You don't need to pray for a man right now. You don't need to pray for a wife not right now. God is saying you need to pray, God, please do not let me die like this. In Jeremiah 29 and verse 11, hey, welcome to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Who am I? I'm just the voice of one calling. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Thank you for coming in and putting it on mute. Thank you for coming out to the underground. In Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11, it says, for I know the plans I have for you. God say, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. He says, I have plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in the future. There's some people right now, you hear this verse, but you can't even see that hope right now. You can't even see the future right now because all you're seeing is harm right now. God wants to speak to you. We, we recite these type of verses all the time, but when it really gets into our lives, I want to ask you, are you really believing these uh, verses? Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in the future. What's taking away your hope right now, believer? What's stealing your hope right now, believer? What's stealing your future right now? 
What's doing it right now as we speak? What's doing it to you? Today, we're just going to have you, uh, the Holy Spirit go ask you questions, and then you're going to take a deep, deep thought about what the Holy Spirit is asking you. In Romans chapter 7 and verse 24, it says, what a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? God, please don't let me die like this. God, I'm, I'm, I'm really wondering right now who is going to rescue me from this wretched man that I am, this wretched woman that I am, because I'm really starting to lose hope, God. Is that you tonight? Because God wants to talk to you. God wants you to understand. He understands this warfare that you're going through. There's a warfare that you're going through day and night. In 1 John 5 and 4, it says, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. It says, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. There's some believers right now. They feel like, well, I don't feel like I'm overcoming the world. I feel like the world is, I mean, I'm all in the world, God. I don't feel like I'm overcoming. I'm struggling with the world, God. Help me. Help me, God. Please don't let me die like this. Please don't let me die like this, God. I don't want to die a fornicator, God. I don't want to die a adulterer, God. I don't want to die a dope dealer, God. I don't want to die being a stripper, God. I don't want to die game banging, God. I don't want to die being a pimp or a prostitute, God. I don't want to die being a liar. I don't want to die catching bodies. I don't want to die being a thief. I don't want to die on crack, on heroin, on lean, popping pills, sniffing coke. I don't want to die at the after hours. I don't want to die in idolatry, God. I don't want to die in religion, God. I don't want to die like this, God. I really need your help. I really need a, a, a touch from God tonight. That's what I need. That's what some hearts right now who listening to me need. That's what some people in them prison cells need. A touch from God. Because you done tried everything. I know you have. I got an answer for you, though. Strictly from the word of God. In Proverbs chapter 24 and 16, because I want you to know this is this is the walk of a believer. This is the walk of a believer. And if you at warfare right now, I want you to know you in the will of God. You in the will of God. Proverbs 24 and 16 says, for though the righteous fall seven times, fall. So here's a promise for you. You're going to fall. As you continue to walk by faith, you're going to fall. But it says they rise again. 
for the righteous fall seven times, but they rise again. If you don't want to die like that, God is saying, I need you to rise again and keep coming to me. Some of y'all are falling, but you're not getting up. You're standing the same thing that God is keep calling you up out of. I heard something from a, 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 one of my elders this week. He said, it's not about perfection. It's about getting up and going in the right direction. When you get up, where are you going? Where are you headed to? You're falling in that relationship, but you're going right back to the relationship. You're falling in a trap house, but you keep going right back to the trap house. God is calling you up out of that. For the righteous fall seven times, they rise again. Your celebration doesn't doesn't need to be when we get uh, 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 fleshly things in this world. I'm going to be honest with you. We got to get real serious about our walk. See, we celebrate when we rise again. We celebrate when we keep seeking God again. That's what we celebrate. That's what the believer celebrates. When we have a we have convictions in our hearts, that's what we celebrate. That I'm still convicted by things that God is convicted about. That's what I'm going to celebrate over. You understand what I'm saying? I'm going to celebrate over the fact that when I hear God's word, it still convicts me. That's a good place to be in. We have to get to the point and we have to teach people, hey, if you don't want to die like that, if you don't want to die in your sin, you have to start seeking God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul. Let me give you an example. Let's take it to the uh, corner real quick. Uh, when you're dating, right, especially the women, when you're dating, you want that man to kind of seek you because you want him to show interest in you. Before you start to get intimate with that man, before you start to uh, show uh, and tell mysteries and secrets with this man and share your world with this man. You want him to seek after you because it shows that, okay, he's serious about me. Where do you think you get that from? I keep telling y'all, you have the DNA of God inside of you. God saying, if you don't want to die like that, begin to seek me. With all you got. Let's look at some verses of seeking God in Matthew chapter six and verse 33. And we heard these verses. 
It's just like an old school song that you heard before. You know the words to them, right? We know the words to them. But when we really let these words captivate our minds and our hearts, I promise you it'll start taking on a different meaning. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33 says, but seek first the kingdom of God in his righteousness. Seek first the kingdom of God in his righteousness. A righteous mind. Righteous eyes. Righteous ears. A righteous mouth. Righteous feet. A righteous heart. These are the things that I begin to seek God after, that I'm praying to God after. I need righteous desires, God. Because, God, you know what? I, I've, I'm starting to learn, God, that uh, my desires need to be righteous before I even pray to you. This is why I need to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Because my desires, God, I even got desires, God, for a certain man or a certain woman because I'm not seeking your righteousness. So I'm, I'm, I'm in these battleships because I'm not seeking your righteousness. I'm seeking your hand. I'm seeking your blessing. I'm seeking your favor. I'm even seeking your miracles. But your righteousness, uh, you can keep that. But the word tells us, seek ye first the kingdom of God in his righteousness. In his righteousness. Some of us are still living off our own righteousness. But he says, see, you got to forsake that righteousness and seek mine. Do you understand what that's going to take? Do you understand what that's going to cost you to seek his righteousness? It's going to cost you more than a Sunday. It's going to cost you more than a Monday Bible study. It's going to cost you more than a daily scripture. My brothers and sisters. First Chronicles 16, 11, it says, seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his presence continually. Seek his presence continually. Every day, we should be seeking the presence of God. That's the life of a believer. See, what God is uh, starting to do in this generation, he's, he's raising up people who's going to uh, go ahead and read you the whole manuscript before you sign up. He's going he's to raise up people who's just going to be speaking the contract of God. So you can know what you're signing up for. In Proverbs 8 and 17, God said, I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently will find me. You're dying like that in your sin because you're not diligently seeking God. Here's a promise. He said, if you seek me like that, you're going to find me. You're going to find me. In our carnal state, 
it's easy to manipulate our seeking with the humans. Let's tap into the game for a little bit. What I mean by that, you can seek somebody, but they really don't know what you're seeking them for. Because you can manipulate that real good. You feel me? You know when to smile, when to smile. You can answer a couple of texts when to answer a couple of texts. You feel what I'm saying? Go on a couple of dates when you want to go on a couple of dates. But you're really seeking for, you know what I'm saying? Uh, not the uh, what they think you're seeking for. But see what the thing about God is. He knows when you're really seeking him. That's the scary part. See, when you try to play God, you're only playing yourself. And he's looking for real seekers who will worship him in spirit and truth. John told us that. He's still seeking for those who will worship him in spirit and truth, not in spirit and falsehood, but in spirit and truth. And Jeremiah, cousin Jeremiah said in 29 verse 13, he said, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. When you seek me with all your heart. See, he said, I, I can see your heart. You heard me? God said, I see your heart. I see you playing games with me. Ladies, can I highlight you? When you see a man playing games with you, what you do? What you tell your girlfriend? Uh, girl, leave that man alone. Fellas, what you tell your homeboys? Man, she playing games, dog. Why? Because you see they playing games. So when God looks at the spirit, when God looks at the heart, he really sees what you're really seeking him after. That's why you want to seek God and ask, hey, you come God, you come to God correct and you say, say, God, I'm going to be straight real with you. My desires and everything that I want, hey, they ain't nothing like yours. But I'm coming at you real. I'm coming at you with nothing but honesty, God. I really want to know who you is. I really do. But oh, wretched man, who can save me from this body of mine? You know what I'm saying, God? I don't know. So can you help me, God? Hey, that's more honest with God. But some of us see God just to get a little blessing from time to time. You got that job. Hey, why you haven't been talking to God lately? You got that uh, marriage. Why you haven't been talking to God lately? You got that child. Why you stop talking to God? You got that house. Why you stop talking to God? You see what I'm saying? See, we can't do that to God. We can't do that with God. So our job is, you guys, as believers and as Man and women of God is to teach people, hey, see God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your body, with all your soul. And so when you start to seek him, right, you begin to work out your salvation. Philippians chapter two 
in verse 11 says, and I, I absolutely love this verse. Uh, And I'm going to start at verse 12, excuse me. Philippians chapter uh, 2 and verse 12. It says, therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. When you begin to seek God in his righteousness, now your salvation becomes the most important thing in your life. Nothing is getting in the way of your salvation. Nothing. You begin to become very serious about your walk with God. That's what happens when you meet him. You get serious about them. You don't meet God and still be childish. It just can't happen like that. When you have an encounter with God, it changes your life forever, for eternity. And let me tell you something. That's what should happen when people meet you. It should change their life for eternity. Why? Because you're carrying the DNA of God inside of you, believer. When I have a conversation with you, you're going to walk away thinking about your eternity. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, I can chop it up with you for a little bit. We can talk about, you know, some uh, uh, this and this. But best believe, before you walk away from me, we're going to get God in this conversation. Yeah, if I got to talk about your stuff, oh, you best believe we finna talk about God in this conversation. So what I'm saying, when you meet God, this is what, uh, I, I got to be real with you, when I, when, I, when I meet people, talk to people, that if I don't see a certain fear in their life when it comes to God, I, 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 I scratch my head. That's why I scratch my head at a nation that we live in that says God all the time, but I don't see a fear of God. Hey, let me check, check this out. Because fear plays a part in everything that we do. Allow the Holy Spirit to uh, talk to you. Okay, allow the Holy Spirit to talk to you right now. Fear plays a part in everything that we do. And it shows how much you respect what you're doing. Hey, welcome to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Who am I? I'm just the voice of one calling out saying repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Thank you for coming in and putting it on mute. I appreciate you coming to the underground. Now I'm talking about fear. Now, check this out. Do you really know? Why people go to the gym and work out? Let me tell you, because there's a fear of not being in shape. There's a fear of getting their body getting out of shape or not being when they get older that they can't move around. There's a certain fear inside them that they're not going to look a certain way. So guess what they do? They go to the gym and they begin to work out. 
their body with fear. There's a fear playing a part in them going to the gym. And guess what they got to do? They have to work it out. And when they begin to work it out, guess what they begin to see? Results. Now, when you work out your salvation with fear and trembling, guess what you start to see? Results for the kingdom. Results of the kingdom. Guess why people go to work? Check it out. Guess why people really go to work? There's a fear of not having money. There's a fear of not being able to pay their bills. Even if they going to somewhere, they going somewhere that they even don't like. <laughs> Nine times out of 10, they don't even want to go there. But there's a certain fear that's playing a part in their uh, soul that makes them get up, drive, sit in a place eight hours, more than they sit in their homes. Spend more time at this place more than they spend with their family. Why? Because there's a fear that's playing a part in their life. A fear. So what do they do? They go work it out. <laughs> Come on, Holy Spirit. They go and work. You see what God is showing you? That he sees that you know how to work it out. So what he's finna do, he's finna uh, 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 take away excuses from his children. Why? Because he wants them to grow up now. He wants them to grow up now. You have to start working out your salvation if you want to see results. You haven't been seeing results? Hey, you might want to get in that gym a little bit longer. Right? It's just like, the, you know, even when you go to the gym, you got certain people and real gym rats know with discernment those who really about that life. You just know. <laughs> you just know, right? So you got certain people who come to the gym and they just come to take pictures. They just come to get on the treadmill for a couple of minutes, take a couple of pictures and let people know, hey, I'm at the gym. You know, make it seem like they working out. But you got those gym rats, they in that mug for hours, sweating it out. Let's take it to the spiritual. It's the same thing. You got certain people who will, they'll go to the gym of religion for a little bit, take a couple pictures after church, say praise the Lord, post a couple scriptures. But you know, the real spiritual gym rats know when they see a soldier. They can see the fruits. They can see the benefits of have this person been working out? You start to see it. How you been in your gym, uh, believer? In your spiritual gym? How many scriptures can you lift? How long can you run on that treadmill of praying? How long can you walk with fasting? Do you get tired quickly? Do you get tired quickly? 
See, and, and also when you're in that gym and you're working out, see, there's certain things and foods that you have to abstain from if you really want to see results. See what I'm saying? And see, when you really want to see results in the kingdom, my brothers and sisters, there are certain things that you have to abstain from. How you been doing abstaining? God is asking you because he, he, he sees your heart and he sees that you're frustrated that you haven't been seeing results of the kingdom for the last 10, for the last five, for the last 20 years. He say, I see you frustrated because you haven't been seeing the results that my words say and promise you. But I want you to know it's because you've been cheating the gym. You can't cheat this. No, no, no. You really got to get in there and get your workout on with fear and trembling. Amen. The fear of God has to govern your mind, govern your heart, govern your life. The fear, there's a reverence, there's a respect. You understand who he is and you understand who you are. God was telling me, though, he said, some of my children, they more in fear of losing that man than losing me. They in more fear of losing that woman than losing me. They in more fear of losing that big contract to all my athletes. You in more in fear of losing that big contract, NBA players, NFL players, MLB players, soccer players, wrestlers. Rappers, entertainers who say they believe, but God said you're in more fear of losing that contract than you in fear of losing me. You're in more fear of losing that nine to five than you in more fear of losing God. You're in more fear of people not accepting you than me rejecting you. That's what you're in more fear of. Hey, Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. If uh, y'all remember the example of the, the rich young ruler. It says in uh, Mark chapter 10 and starting at verse 17, the Holy Spirit just popped this in real quick. He was in fear. Check this out. It said that Jesus was starting out on his way to Jerusalem. A man came running up to him, knelt down and asked, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Do you see he comes up in a religious form. He knows how to kneel. He knows how to say the right words. He knows even the questions to ask. But God finna tap into what he really fear. See what I'm saying? See, God, he, he don't look at the outward appearance. See, just because you came bowing to me. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> See, just because you came bowing down to me. Hey, that, that don't move me, cuz. He said, just because you came bowing to me, that don't move me. Nah, 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 nah. See, I don't want you to just bow your knee. I need you to bow your heart. I need you to bow your life. Yeah, I need you to bow your desires. I need you to bow your passions. I need you to bow your money. 
Yeah, I need you to bow your lust. But I'm going to tap into that rich young ruler. Stay there real quick. In verse 18, Jesus checked them out. He said, hey, why you call me good? Now he, now, now he checking them out. You heard me? Now he finna get all into his business. Now he finna get all into his heart. Now he finna get all into his real desires. His motives. Best believe when you come to God, come correct. Because he finna check the motives real quick. Hey, believer, anybody around you, I'm talking to the brothers and the sisters right now, real soldiers of God. Hey, start checking these people motives around you. Start checking their motives. Start asking questions. Wonder, hey, don't get happy when people bow to you. Nah. So he said, Jesus told him, say, only God is truly good. Verse 19, but to answer your question, you know the commandments. You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. You must not, you must not cheat anyone under your father and your mother. Teacher, the man replied, I obeyed all these commandments since I was young. He's smelling himself. He caught up in his self-righteousness. But if he, if he knew that scripture, he knew not to even come to God with that. Because in Isaiah, I already told you, cuz, hey, your righteousness is like filthy rags. So I already see that you're not in your uh, worry, rich young ruler, because you would have not even stepped to God like that. You see how you can uh wing, you can wheel it out. I'm telling you, you can just see how people talk. You would have not, you would have known not to even say that, rich young ruler. That don't impress God. Your church membership don't impress God. Hey, and he let me know every time. The voice. I want you to know this little underground you got going on. That don't impress me. Yeah, go to all the, go anywhere you want to go, preach to the world. But I want you to know though, that little righteousness that you got, son, that's like filthy rags to me. You got to know who you are in this world when you're dealing with God. See, when you're dealing with God, it's always keeping you humble. It's just what it is. When you're walking with God, it's a forever humbling experience. Why? Because he God. And he resists the proud. You can't walk with him and be proudful. It just can't happen. It can't dwell in his presence. So he told him he obeyed him when he was young. Basically, oh, I went to church when I was young. I grew up in the church. <laughs> God like, okay. <laughs> okay. Check it out. In verse 21, looking at the man, looking at the man. I want you to know when he said looking at the man, he not looking at the physical man. He looking dead in this man's spirit, man. See, when God looks at you, he looking at your heart. That's what he mean, looking at the man. Say man to God. God looking at you right now. Say man to God. God looking at you right now. He looking dead in your heart. Say, woman of God, God looking dead in your heart right now. He looking dead in your heart. Jesus felt genuine love for him. Hey, appreciate that genuine love for us, God. Yeah. You see the trait of God? Genuine. 
genuine. There's still one thing you haven't done, he told him. Go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor and you will have treasures in heaven. Then come follow me. At this, the man's face fell and he went away for he had many possessions. He, he was in fear of losing everything he had. He missed the opportunity to have a relationship with God because he was in fear of losing his possessions. He was in fear of losing that woman. She's in fear of losing that man, losing her followers, losing that money, losing that clout, losing that popularity. You in fear of losing that, that you about to miss out on a relationship with God. What prosper you to gain all those possessions, but lose out on a relationship with the creator of the universe? If you can tell me what prospers you, you know, I may roll with you, you know, <laughs> but I still haven't realized what prosper people if they do when they do that. So I don't want us to be like that. I don't want us to be like that. And do you know why we fear these other things more than we fear God? Simple. Because we're not working out our salvation. To all my gym rats. Right when you begin to see a change. When you begin to see your body begin to change. There's a certain confidence that started to come over you, a certain boldness that started to come over you, a certain disciplined lifestyle that comes over you. And you begin to love the gym, something that you once hated, something that was once hard, something that was such a resistance because you begin to work it and work it and work it and work it. Now they have a thing that says, hey, fit is life. I'm telling you, believer, once you begin to work out your salvation daily, constantly, nonstop, get disciplined with it, you begin to love it. And you'll start to see results. You'll start to see the fat of sin just shed off your life. And then you'll start to see cuts in the spirit. And then you'll start to see you start to flex a little bit in the spirit. Yeah, your spirit, man, begins to flex on that flesh so hard. And every time that flesh begins to rise up, because you have been in the gym in the spirit, the spirit, man, has become way more stronger than your flesh because your flesh hasn't been working out that much. And now you begin to dominate it. It's like an arm wrestling match. You Debo. Why? Because you've been working out, working out, your salvation. Get in the gym with your salvation. Okay? Get in the gym with your salvation. I'm encouraging you guys. Come on, you can do it. You can do it. Hey, go 10 minutes at first. Start going, hey, five minutes. 
10 minutes, then 20 minutes, then 30 minutes. Before you know it, man, you're going to be just in that word. You're going to be praying. You're going to be walking with God all day. And it's just going to be your life. Hey, remember this. Remember this. Whatever you put the most time, energy, and your heart into, that's what you're going to be most fearful of losing. Wherever you put in your more. So if you put all your time in, in a business or all your time in a relationship, that is what you're going to be in most fear of losing. And the Holy Spirit told me people are not afraid of losing God because they're not putting no time into it. So that's why they're not afraid. That's why we're not fear of him. We're not putting no time into it. But you see people are afraid to lose boyfriends and girlfriends and business and monies and jobs and houses. Why? Because they have invested their mind, body, and soul into it. And so we're afraid to lose these things. We're in fear of those things. And God wants to change that for the believer, the true believer. He says, I don't want you living like that. That's not a way to live. That's not a way to live. Okay. And so God is want to change that for you guys. He really does. See, God can change. I, God can change the weather. He can change the skies. He can change the moons. He does this every day, by the way. If you, I mean, just step outside, you'll see it. He can change the sun. He finna get ready to change the trees. He finna get ready to change the grass. He changed water into wine. The Holy Spirit said, why they think I can't change them? Why they don't believe I can't change them? Oh, ye of little faith. But I do think he, he said, but if you really think I can change you, you will seek me like it. You will come after me like it. If you really thought I can change you. You, 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 you will seek me with all that you have. You will lay down everything for me if you really think I have that type of power to really change you. Do you believe, believer? Do you believe? Do you believe? Hey, thus says the Lord. Let me keep on moving and grooving through this word, man. Y'all hear me? Y'all hear me good? Everybody okay, man? Yeah, we just chopping it up for a little bit. We chopping it up for a little bit, man. I pray that this word of God is just just, just filling you guys up and getting you guys to be uh, what you call a be. I'm seeing too many believers out here. Hey, th this ain't where you supposed to be at. You supposed to be operating a whole new levels. But you in the mix with too many devils. Did that rhyme? That did rhyme a little bit. You supposed to be operating on whole new levels, but you playing with too many devils. And so God, uh, despite me, do you understand? Despite my foolish self, he says, let me uh, get you to come speak to these people real quick. Let me, can I use you? I, I'm, you can use me. Praise God. Thus says the Lord. He says, my people love to hear, gather, 
debate and post knowledge. Hear what God is saying again. My people love to hear. They love to gather. They love to debate and post knowledge. But when it comes to living out knowledge and repenting, they are far away from me. In 1 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 1, we know that we all possess knowledge. But knowledge puffs up. Knowledge puffs up. I'm going to read a couple of verses so we can talk about this. Second Timothy in 3 sevens, God says, always learning, but never coming to the knowledge of the truth. Oh, man, he's talking to this generation right now. He's finna talk to Instagram right now. He's finna talk to Facebook right now. He's finna talk to YouTube right now. He say, always learning, but never coming to the knowledge of the truth. Always hearing sermons. Always hearing philosophical debates but never coming to the knowledge of truth. The knowledge of truth that can really transform your life. Check out what he says in Colossians chapter two and eight, y'all. See to it that no one takes you captive by empty philosophies and high sounding nonsense that comes from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than Christ. Let me read that one more time. Don't let anyone capture you on Instagram, on YouTube, on Facebook, at a church service. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophy. That's a black conscious meetings. That's your pyramids. When you wear dashikis. You're picking out your afro. You're putting up the power sign. Check out what he says. Don't let anyone capture you with the empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense. So he already letting us know, oh, it's going to be some philosophers out there that comes very uh, uh, deep. But he letting you know it's empty. How do I know it's empty? It's not in Christ. See, Christ always come to draw that line. Let's just be, he always come to draw that line. Christ, the anointed one. The anointed one. The one God decided to, hey, send him down to die for our sins. And God says, if you don't accept him, hey, you can't come to me. Drawing that line. He says, from high sounding nonsense that come from human thinking. And from the spiritual powers of this world. So what God is saying, he's saying that teaching that they teaching is coming from devils. Woo. Man, I had, oh, man, that had to be God for me to say that. Because you have to be bold to say that in this generation. Yeah. Your philosophy that you teaching is coming from the spiritual powers of this world. And we all know who is in control of this world, right? It's the devil and his demons.
So how can we be set apart and not get sucked into this lifestyle? That's our goal. Because it, let's be real, it sounds good, right? It is also, it sounds good for the flesh. It really does. And you know what? Some of these teachings, they also, it doesn't hold you accountable. It doesn't hold you accountable. So that's why we, 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 we really gravitate to these type of teachings. These teachings doesn't hold you accountable to crucifying yourself. It has you acting out. It has you being rebellious, but it don't have you crucifying yourself. That's why we gravitate to these type of teachings. But the, uh, the Holy Spirit says, hey, if you want to be separated, set apart, holy from this type of lifestyle, from this type of heavy spirit that's coming over the church and coming over my people, he says, you're going to have to be doers of the word. In James chapter 1 and verse 22, be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. In order to fight this spirit that's coming over us right now, to fight this philosophy, deep conscious spirit, he says you're going to have to start being doers of the word. That's what's going to help fight it. And when you be doers of the word, guess what you're doing? Working out your salvation. In Romans chapter 2 and verse 13, it says, For it is not the hearers of the law who are righteous before God, but the doers of the law who will be justified. It's not good just to hear it. He wants us to start doing it. In Luke chapter 11 and verse 28, the Holy Scripture says, but he said, bless whether are those who hear the word of God and keep it. If we look around in our pagan nation, do you know how many people every Sunday, every week that is hearing the word of God? It's billions, man. Everyone, listen, everyone is hearing the word of God. Everyone is hearing the word of God. How do you know that? Because he tells us his word don't even come back void. Everyone is going to hear the word of God. He says to separate yourself, you become doers of it. You become doers of it. So we got to start asking God, hey, God, can you help me? Help me, please, become a doer of the word. These are things that we got to start praying for. Help me become a doer of the... I struggle with that, God. I like listening to it. Matter of fact, and, 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 and you know, we have even got sounds to listening to the word now. Mm, ooh, that was good. Mm. You know, we got these sounds. We got deep sounds now. We didn't got so used to just listening to the word and not doing. We even just know how to even listen without even listening. 
But the Holy Spirit wants to captivate your heart so you can start becoming doers of the word. He does. So these are uh, ways that we can be set apart because we're looking to be set apart. You want to know another thing that I understand that I don't understand why I'm uh, just uh, under the sun? Another thing that I observe while sitting up under this hot sun. I took that from my uncle uh, Solomon. He used to say those type of things. Another thing that I observe while up under the sun. I always like to end it off on these uh, relationship things that's going on. Because if we're, uh, if we're really honest, I know people always think it's money is an idol, like the idols of our culture or like uh, certain other things. And But I really believe, man, and the Holy Spirit keeps speaking to me about this, relationships are a big idol in our culture. It is a huge idol. And we have to be very careful with this. And you need to start asking yourself questions is like, hey, the person that you're in a relationship with or the person that you see yourself being with, the person that you're walking with right now, the person that you're investing time in right now, do they get you closer to God? It's a question you might want to ask yourself. This person that you're with, that you're investing time in, are they getting you closer to God or they're getting you far away? One question. Do they inspire you to live from a place of truth or do they inspire you to be in a place of falsehood? So when you're around this person, the spirit of truth either comes on you or for some reason, you begin to operate in falsehood when you're around this person. Do this person that you're with, do they help you maintain a peaceful mind? Simple question. Ask yourself that. When I'm with this person, when I'm talking to this person, I'm involved with this person. Do I have a peaceful mind? Or is I'm always worried? My mind is not at ease. I'm in chaos. This person that you're with, do they help you bring heaven to earth or do they help you bring hell to earth? What I mean by that? Basically, it's, it's every, I mean, you're in the living hell basically when you're with this person. You're bringing all the things of hell when you're with this person. Or do you bring the kingdom? Do you guys begin to build a kingdom of God together? Do they motivate you to be in the best shape of your life, not just physically, but emotionally and spiritually? They motivate you and they motivate you by not even words. They motivate you with their lifestyle. Do they do that for you? Do they do that for you? 
do they help you speak better about people in your life? So when you're with this person, are you a gossiper? Do you begin to talk down on people? Or are you when you're around this person, you y'all too, y'all get together, y'all able to build people, y'all able to help people, y'all able to give the people. Is this person making you do that? Do they inspire you to accomplish goals in your life? Do they inspire you to accomplish the things God promised you in your life? Do they inspire you? Do they motivate you to do that? Can you even tell them that? Oh, my God. Come on, God. Can you even tell them the things that you uh, God has told you? See, some of y'all with people, they don't even know how deep you is with God. <laughs> you got to hide that part about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of y'all right now, you got to sneak and come listen to the underground because they don't know that you you really like the word of God. And then when you get around them, you know, you 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 you, you get on your corner thing, right? Some of y'all, I'm serious, I already know. Some some people right now, because this, this is not just y'all. Every It's people all around the world that listen to the underground. Praise God, I already know. He, he said, just throw it out there. So I believe it. There's going to be people in 10 years from now listening to this. So there's going to be people 10 years from now, you sneaking in the bathroom trying to listen to the underground. You talking about you going to the store, but you really trying to just listen to the word of God. Why? Because you can't be that around this person. You can't be that. Do they make you love yourself? Or do they make you hate you? Do they make you question yourself? Does this person make you do that? Does this person make you think, you know, is I'm cute? Is I'm, what's, what's wrong with me? Why nobody, why he don't love me? Why she don't love me? Now we live in a, investment culture these days we live in a build your business days hey shout out to you now let me ask you something if you was investing in a business and let's say you put a lot of money into this business but then this business it just don't make money and every year you continue to lose money constantly 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 what would you tell people you don't see no growth in the business. Nobody is investing in the business no more. Nobody's paying attention to it no more. You get nothing but stress from the business. When you tell people, hey, it's time to kind of bag up off of that. Try something else. I'm asking you, why are you investing all this into this person and they're not even building you? Why? You got to ask yourself that. And the Holy Spirit is going to convict you tonight while you're in your bed, tossing and turning. Because, you know, that's his favorite time to mess with you. He loves messing with you at night, don't he? You'd be like, God, let me go to sleep. I don't, got, I don't want to talk about that right now. You asking me to. You know, make some changes. Not right now, God. Not right now. <laughs> you ever tell God that? Not right now, God. God, leave. Let me a couple more months and I'll I see what I can do for you. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? We got to stop doing God like that.
You see? But I want to, I want to, I want you to ask yourself these questions next time when you're with this person. Because this person right now is keeping you from the kingdom. You remember MASH, M-A-S-H? It was like you had a mansion, you had an apartment, you had a house, and you had a shack. I want you to know you with this person, you in a shack. <laughs> you remember MASH when you turn, the, you, you know what I'm saying? I want you to know this person got you in a shack. You need to uh, leave that alone so you can get this mansion in your life, baby. You get this mansion in your life. Why are you putting so much effort and energy into something God has given over? I'm talking to you, believe. I mean, in Romans chapter one and verse 25, it says they change, they exchange the truth about God for a lie. And worship and serve created things rather than the creator. That's what some of God's children are at right now. They're worshiping the, the thing that God created, that man or that woman, instead of worshiping the creator. You have, you have decided to take your own role in worshiping this person more than you worship God. Because of this, so because we do this, God gave them over. God abandoned them. Could it be that that relationship that you're in is because God gave you over to it? Because you worship it more than him. Now you can always repent of that. And come from up under that. And get right with God. But could it be? Why are you with somebody. That God has abandoned. Why are you with somebody that God gave a reprobate mind to. You're laying down with a reprobate mind. You're laying down. You may accept it, but God has rejected it. You got to ask yourself before you wake up in the morning, why are you still with it? If God has rejected it. I appreciate you coming to the underground the place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Hey, who am I? I was just the voice of one calling out in the wilderness of America saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's the underground, y'all. Love y'all, man. Y'all be safe. <laughs>